Chicken muskat. Chicken muskat. <laughs> Greetings from another world. Yeah, folks, we're back. I'm going to plug my headphones into the actual set. There we go. Ooh, that's a lot better. And now we are, we're 30, folks. This is the 30th episode. I know it's been another while since the last episode, but we were talking about it just beforehand. I was just thinking that song, first (laughs) of all. We were talking about it beforehand. 52 weeks in a year. We haven't even hit a year yet. I think a month from now will be that we started a year ago because yeah, we, we posted the first one november 15th i think i just looked mm-hmm. so about a month will be the year but we've done 30 so 52 weeks in a year we've hit the 30 mark maybe we'll hit i don't know 32 if we hit 40 we got to kill each other i don't, we're not gonna hit 40 in the next four <laughs> weeks that's impossible no I mean, i'm saying i'm saying like you know oh just in general once we get to the 40th yeah. episode then we just, just like the song you know. Oh right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right, right over right my head. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of this many episodes. It's, I mean, honestly, school has been kind of crazier for me. And then the times where I'm just chilling, it's normally we're not here at the same time, or mm-hmm. when we are, we're both just kind of chilling, doing our own thing, and kind of. Uh, I think we said it last time. Been lazy about the podcast itself, but uh, it's been kind of nice to not have to also think about this. Yeah, um, I think so. Too. At least for myself, because I'm going through so much with my school stuff. But that is for a different episode. Yeah, it's for a different time. So let's talk about stuff that's happy and stuff that's. Let's cool. talk about stuff that's happy and cool. Two of my best friends in the entire world, Colin and Coral, which I'm in an interesting position. They just got engaged. Is the end of that sentence? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't finish it. They, they just, just got, got engaged. Woo-hoo! They got engaged yesterday. I'm. So Stoked. I am stoked about it because I I have known both of them for the entirety of our times here at UF. I obviously transferred here, so I was 20 when I got here, and I was new here, and that was their freshman year, Um, and we all were part of the same um, connection group um, from the through the BCM. We all we were all part of the same connection group and hung out constantly, so like. Those two and Tacey are like some of my best friends from the first week that we were all here at college. Right. And have continued to be my best friends since being here. Um so I'm in an interesting position where I'm I'm like I'm I'm very close and best friends with both the future bride and future groom, which is a very cool position. I think so too. I think often the best man is like the groom's like long lost bro, right? Who's like just has no relation to the bride at all, and he's normally like, "You make her, you make her really happy." <laughs> like, 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 I feel like this is a cool position for you to be in because you know both of them so well. Yeah, and that's not to say that I'm going to be his best man. I know that I'll definitely be a part of his right. His I didn't want to jump that out there. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Right? No, no, you're good. But like. I'm, I, it's just such a cool position to be in because most of the weddings that I have attended because I've known either the bride or the groom, I was either pretty close friends with the bride or pretty f- close friends with the groom. I was yeah. never really both. Like Sarah and Jacob, for instance, when they got married, I didn't know Jacob that well. I'd known Sarah and we'd hung out very much for a very long time preceding. Yeah. So I didn't know Jacob that well. I was obviously happy ecstatic for the both of them but i only really knew sarah or like um 
Evan and Chelsea, I guess. I was closer to Evan than I ever was with Chelsea. Um, I knew both I kinda, of them pretty well, but I didn't, I didn't go to their wedding. I knew them on the same level. I knew them fairly well, but I knew Evan way more than right. I knew Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or even my cousin's weddings, for the most part. Right. I feel like your cousins would probably be like the best example of that because they live farther away from you. Right. Like, obviously, I had met the people that they were going to marry before they married. But especially, like, all, my other three cousins, I didn't know the people they were marrying that well. But with Dylan, the one who got married last year, I I knew Hallie. Like, I met her multiple times before they got married when and while they were dating. But obviously, I knew Dylan way better than I knew Hallie. Yeah. Um, that's just by proxy of being family. So most of the time, and, th- and that's like the stereotypical question at a wedding, right? Bride or groom? Who do, do you know, know here? Do you know the bride or do you know the groom? It's like a, fr- it's like a frat uh, house. Like, who do you know here? Right. But then, in, and this is kind of, this is a very BCM thing as well, is that there, there are a lot of BCM weddings. Like, people meet at the BCM, and so when they invite people to the wedding, these people know both of the people that are getting married. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we all know both of you. Congratulations to the both of you. It's just such an interesting position to be the best friend of both or at least one of the best friends of both and to be so close with both of them for so long. So it's really fun. And we had a, he, he proposed yesterday and then we had a, uh, we had a dinner celebrating that they came to afterward with a, you know, some, some close people and uh, Lord, it was fun. That's awesome. The whole time, um, the whole time, if you asked Coral, like, how do you feel? She'd be like, I'm so happy, but I just, I want to know who lied and I want to know how long they were lying for. Apparently this was a well-kept secret. It was very well-kept by very many people. And Coral was just, she kept hearing more people, like more quote unquote lies that were happening. And the whole time she was going, this is so good. She was having fun, like piecing together, which parts of the past few weeks have been lies in her life. It was pretty interesting too. Cause I, Colin was living with us for a couple days or maybe like a week or so. Yeah, like and, three days after we came back from retreat. And then wasn't it during that time where he asked her father for his for his blessing? Um, it had to have been. Either that or he was just over at the house at the time. But I remember him like walking out on the phone and then coming back in. He's like, hey, this is crazy. But <laughs> and then just Yeah, I, matter of fact, I think you're right. Yeah, I think because I think he had gone down to talk about it. I, I don't honestly know the whole story of when he asked for the blessing. And um, I do remember him saying that um, her dad was like, I appreciate you asking, but you don't have to do this. Like, uh, we love you. Just propose, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. I don't remember exactly, but that's that's a very cute little story. But it, it was kind of cool to be there for that moment. Mm-hmm. What I want to ask Colin is how... How nervous did he feel doing the proposing? So, because I, I that I've always been like, there's obviously this huge stereotype with you know people chickening out or like, you know, notorious things happening like during the proposing. Thing. Right. It's 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 rather funny. So I, I'm curious to see if anything funny happened or if it was all just super smooth because Colin's a smooth fellow. Well, he had um Friday and Saturday. He proposed on Sunday, by the way. Recording's on a Monday. He proposed yesterday, which yeah. was a Sunday. Friday and Saturday, just by proxy of um, doing quite a few things and hanging out with quite a few people, 
he had lost his voice pretty severely. Whoa. And so all day Sunday at church, um, I, I would up to him. I, I, I just said, hey, at church, like I wasn't, you know, like, oh, today's the day because, you know, there are a million people around. So right. I just wanted to say hi. And he just kind of mouthed hi. I was like, I can't talk because his voice was gone. So he was trying to preserve it as much as he could for the proposal. And after he was after he was done proposing, his voice was just already gone again. Like he had enough voice to propose <laughs> and it was gone again. So he came to the dinner and Coral was like, I'm engaged. And Colin was like, hey, go on. <laughs> And when we all got in this circle, the, the parents said some things, and they were like, Colin, you want to say anything? And he was like, I want to, but no. <laughs> so, so his voice got lost after the proposing, but we talked about it a little bit, me and Colin did, before, a couple of days before he proposed. And he was talking about just, like you, know, like, you know the inevitability of what's coming, but you all, and, and this is for their case, this isn't for all cases, but for him, like, he knew the inevitability of, I'm going to propose, but he also had like a, just like a big sense of peace about it just because of the, like knowing that you're in a relationship where you both want the same thing. Like you've had the conversation before and you know that you both want to get married. And when the time comes, she will say yes, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, Cause I think a lot of what the nervousness is, especially when it's, you know, portrayed in media is what if she doesn't say yes, but I would say I would wager most of the time in a relationship, if there's a proposal that's going to be happening, you've most likely had the conversation of whether you both are ready to get married. It's tough, Kyle, because people are crazy. People are crazy. I know people want to be spontaneous. People want to be spontaneous and people want to be like quick about things. And some people want to take it slow. Like, it, honestly, it shocks me how people don't know how much people don't know each other in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, People are so weird about it, like like opening the boundaries and stuff like that, that things could be going great on one end, but on the other end, people are like, I'm kind of okay. Like, you know, nothing's really standing out right now, but at least he's here. You right. know what I mean? And then he proposes, and he's like, this came so out of left field. Like, absolutely not. No. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 really weird. And there, I've heard horror stories, of course, of people just getting turned down and the awkwardness. Yeah. And then the person who says no is like – you know, vilified. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's such but, a weird thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, he was still obviously a little nervous. You can't kick the whole thing, especially when it comes to proposing. Like, yeah. that's that's like one of the two or three biggest days of your life. There's like the day you propose, the day you get married, and the day your first kid is born, if you have children, you know? Yeah. Like, those are like three of those biggest ones. Yeah. I think I think the mar like the actual marriage ceremony is so important, but I've been to enough weddings now that I think I I may or may not have a wedding if it's left up to my choice. Interesting. Yeah. I've I've given this some thought like kind of recently, like just like like I obviously like it's not really my choice. <laughs> it's not really about me anyways, but there are a couple things that are necessary for weddings to happen and that also make weddings suck. <laughs> One of those things being children. How do I say to people, hey, you can't bring your kids here? Yeah, you can't say that. You you really can't. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I hate to be that person, but kids always ruin weddings. 
Like the and like they're like, oh well, they're so cute in their little suits and dresses. <laughs> like, no, like that's for a different time. Like this is in a like this is different. I don't know. I I, I, I do agree that it's it's tough. I agree that a wedding can't really be appreciated by a child in terms of the magnitude of you know what you're witnessing yeah. and what the whole ceremony symbolizes um and normally like the person who who brings their kid at just has to babysit them the entire time and they're not enjoying the festivities right like i think i i definitely if i have if i have a wedding i definitely want no children and I also don't want any old people, which is a problem because each of the people involved have old people they have to bring. Yes. It's like I don't I, – I want there to be a bunch of young people, and I want them to be reverent, but I want them to be expecting a party. I want them to be able to go out and dance and have fun every single wedding I've been to. Now, I've only been to about six that I can remember, six weddings. Everyone that I've been to, there's been a valiant attempt to have a dance floor going, and it never works because people there are lame. There's a bunch of old people, and there's right. a bunch of children. It's like you can't you can't win. Like there's always been this like urge from like the mother to invite like the neighbors, and like like this is, seriously, I'm like, how do you know the bride? Oh, I'm their neighbor. Right. What? <laughs> Why are you here? Like, I mean, if you have a good I agree. I, There's, I think some people invite too many people to their wedding. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't re- like, we, we were talking about this. I bet, I would bet on my life, depending on who I marry. Like, if, say I married somebody that really had kind of the same friend group as me, like a lot of these BCM weddings are. Because right. if I'm marrying someone, that I meet a couple years from now that has an entirely different friend group, this statement might not stand. But my right. statement is if I marry somebody that's kind of in my same friend group-ish, I guarantee my wedding could be less than 100 guests. I would say like 40. Guaranteed. Like, I could get it to like 50 or 60. And when I said that, the people I was having the conversation with, which happened to be Colin and Coral, and this was months ago, they were like, there's no shot that you get less than 100. I was like, count my family. There's like... 15 family you have a big family and they I, all live right around near you like, like yeah like, and it's not that big though the people that i would be inviting like the problem with me and my extended family is they all live so far away from me so if i invite like my family from pa or my family from ohio like they all have to pay exorbitant amount of money to come see me get married it's not that important i'm sorry it's not like you don't need to be there you can get a postcard and get some pictures, and like that's it. Like you know what I mean. Like, would you live stream your wedding for them and give them some kind of access to it? Maybe, because because I'm I think sure kind of lame too. I, give them the well, video. I know that you don't think it's super important, but when you get married, these people that are aunts and uncles are still going to be in that generation where they think it's super important to see their family members getting married. You know, they're going to be in that. Oh, we want to see you get married. Uh, we'll come down. You know that. Kind of, like they would want to see it. Sometimes for they sure. are. Like sometimes they are. Like my, my my dad's side of the family has come and seen all of my sister's weddings. Yeah, we um, went to all of our cousins' weddings. So like they've all come down, but like, like, like my my uh, my mom's mom normally comes down, but like the rest of that family just kind of stays up there. Like they're like, congratulations, Mazel Tov. You know, like, tight. But like, <laughs> but like, like, I, I kind of am in the same boat. Like, I, why would I drive or fly to go see you get married? Like, just, just have a day. I don't know. I, I, I really wanted to go see my cousins get married. Like, yeah. 
like one of my cousins got married in Texas. That was a very long drive over there. It was like the middle of Texas. So, you know, there's a lot of Texas to get through before you get to the middle of Texas. But, you know, I really, we really wanted to see him get married. So we did. And then obviously my cousin whose wedding I was in, that was up in Tennessee. You know, that was a pretty long drive to go see him get married. And I mean, then remember that podcast episode, that was a, a that wild was, day. That was quite a trip in general. Um, <laughs> But again, that's another story that's already been told. That's already been told. Um, I, I Wedding-wise, just real quick, this is what I was looking up. Okay. What do you think the average cost of a wedding is in the U.S.? Now, this number that I have right here was the average cost in 2019. Okay. Um, you know, this was before COVID, but this is the average cost of a wedding in the U.S. in 2019. I'm going to guess 40 grand. It's 28 grand. Oh, so not. Okay. it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Some of these numbers are like 33 and 34 in 2018. Um. I was really close. Actually, matter of fact, there's a couple numbers. Actually, one says nearly 45000 in 2018. So that kind of fluctuates too much. But It depends I, on where you get married. Yeah, the venue alone is normally the biggest part. It says it's an, about an average of 10000 alone is the venue. That's so insane. Which is crazy. Get married in a field. Put some chairs up. I don't, obviously, okay, the, I, I say that, but obviously the what the point of the wedding obviously woohoo party we're getting married but 80 percent of the point of the wedding is be pretty right everything be pretty so that the ceremony is pretty and marriage will be pretty for us you know yeah kind of the the point of it is extravaganza you know yeah like that part i, I I'm, I'm cool with you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, like <laughs> that, that's I'm, the opposite of what I thought you were gonna say. Like that part, I'm cool. I'm cool with the being pretty. I'm cool with the location being expensive. Another thing that people mess up often is the food. Oh my gosh, I've had some garbage food at weddings. I. We should tell some no. wedding stories. Like we should tell like like because I know you told your wedding story like last year about like right. that whole mess of COVID and everything. That was just so crazy. But like I have some really funny wedding stories. Go like, for it. Okay. I don't think I've had bad food at a wedding. Um, I, I've had a bad food. Like I've had like roast beef and like 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 typical like wedding hall stuff at like at the hotel serve. It's like I went to a wedding in a hotel, and they had like the hotel do everything. The, the hall was like you know the, the reserved for a wedding. The the hotel catered it, and like that was it. It was hotel food, so it wasn't like that great. Like it was like you know roast beef and like some mashed potatoes that came out of a box. And right. It was just like okay. My sister Brittany for her, her her wedding, she had uh, lumpia from Nelly's, and she had like a bunch of Nelly's stuff. Like they brought in stuff and catered, and that was oh, it was so good. That's good stuff. Um, I would probably have chicken wings at my wedding. If I, had <laughs> I know you would, <laughs> and then everybody would be like, "Really, Jake? Why <laughs> chicken wings?" No, I, I would ha- I would have a more tasteful thing. But anyways, this is when I was way younger, and I was attending, but also catering a wedding. Um, I was like 14, maybe 13, and it was Shauna and Joey's wedding. Joey ha- is um, Korean. He has a bunch of Korean family mm. that came for the wedding, and so um, this guy that he had cater is part of was part of the, the church at the time. Made a absolute butt ton of sushi, um, Korean sushi, and I, I was very young and super picky at the time, and I didn't like I didn't like sushi. Um, I still kind of don't, but that's for another that's for another time. So they had us make two gigantic pyramids of sushi and they were like four feet tall like like this was a, a ton of sushi so people would come down the buffet line like at the at the convention center and grab sushi 
And one of Joey's aunts, you know, super sweet little old lady, comes up and I'm like serving her sushi, sushi and she's like, "Have you tried this?" Like, you know, and in a you know comically Korean accent, you have you tried this? And I said, "No, I haven't." You know, I'm not really a big fan of sushi. And she said, "Try it." And like she she grabbed the tongs out of my hand and like put one towards my mouth. She said, "Try it, try it." And I'm like, I, I, "Okay." <laughs> I put it in my mouth and I was like. I don't know what it was about the texture, but it was just like so revolting to me. That <laughs> like I was like about to like throw up over all this sushi, and I was like, mm, mm. she was like, good, good. And <laughs> walked away. It was. So did you swallow funny. it, or did you kind of hold it there and wait till she walked away and then splat it on the I floor? I had to have swallowed it. I, I'm too respectful and too like reverent to like, you know. Do I would. That. I would have chewed and been like, mm. and wait till she walked away. <laughs> Um, nasty. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a fun experience, and like, that was one place where I think they had some old people there, but they had enough young people to carry the party. Right. Like, they actually have a party. So, are you? Say you had a typical wedding. You invited your old head families, and you know, people ended up having to bring their kids, such such. Would you? And by the way, after the fact or before the fact, just do one with like. Come to uh, this bar or my house, young people, friends who I would want to have a small like. Maybe. Let's let's just party at my house like the day before or maybe, two days before. Maybe I would have a ceremony, and then just the reception would be adults only. Meet at a location, mm-hmm. or maybe it'd be my house, and I would just have a bunch of people, like people over there cooking and just making stuff, and then right. we'd have food and hors d'oeuvres, play video games, and just have a night drink and just have a, have a party like that maybe that maybe that'll be my plan now this is this is all to say this is not my wedding again <laughs> this is my betrothed's wedding whatever they would like is what they will probably end up getting right so if they want a bunch of kids running amok in a barn that's probably what i'll end up having you know well because the problem is like you know if you have adults only come meet at my place and let's do all this stuff for a while you're probably going to end up hanging out really really late and the other point of the wedding is to end at such an hour where you and Miss Bride leave to go off to wherever you're going and consummate the marriage and then go on your trip. So, like, if you got people over till 4 a.m., you guys are just going to pass out afterward. Yeah. And then we can, like, I mean, like, if, if the wedding's on a Saturday, it's probably just going to be the next. And, and to be fair, also, if you get, the, the biggest thing I, I see people mess up on, and this has happened to, like, three of the six weddings. The getaway car. No one plans for the getaway car. It is such a weird thing, but it's like the number – like you just said, the poor thing is the ending of the wedding. Everyone mm. goes home, and like you guys go and do whatever. Like, like three out of the four. I'm not joking. People have called Ubers to come just take them somewhere. Like Really? I'm not joking. Yes. Like there's no limo. There's no like – All my cousin's weddings had it planned, and I think all of them, maybe three out of four of them, it was – they had the car like – the car wasn't there, you know, when the wedding started, but the car came while the wedding was going. And at some point they were like, all right, everyone come over to this pathway. Everyone grabbed sparklers. So we all grabbed sparklers and woo. And then they ran through the, you know, the bridge of sparklers and then they got in their car and drove off. All my all my cousin's weddings. I keep saying cousin's weddings. I've been to plenty of weddings, but those are the ones I specifically remember. Right. Um, but all of them, they had that lined up and ready to go. Um. Also, that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, like that we're all cheering for them. Like, yeah, go do it. <laughs> like, 
number one, assuming that they haven't already done it, right? Like that that's what we're going to assume. And now with your very Christian devoted to God Christian friends, yes. I think we can assume yes. they're probably not going to consummate before marriage. Right. But every other wedding I've been to, it's pretty much assumed that yep, you got you guys have already consummated <laughs> it. You guys are good. Like and, and and also it has to be weird to be married, have all this great time, and then get into a limousine or someone's driving you away. Assuming, right? Like that's what happened with you guys. Like you guys, they they drove them away, or they, yeah. didn't, they didn't get in the car and drive themselves. Um, matter of fact, I think most of them did. Really, they got, most okay, of, most of the time sense. it was like like he went around, opened the door, she got in, and then they went and got he went and got in the driver's seat, and they drove off to whatever location they had. What I see always is it, they get into a limo or they get into a car driven like a rented car, like dri- driven by you know Joe Schmo who owns a cool truck or whatever, right? And they drive off to wherever the hotel or whatever. I can't imagine how awkward that would be. Like you're just sitting in some guy's <laughs> car or limo, and you can't like yeah, you can't I canoodle think, in there. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? And I assume that's why. Again, I don't know if there's a a shift in certain wedding stereotypes like that, but I would assume because I know a couple of my friends as well um, that have had weddings that I wasn't able to attend. Uh-huh. Um, they also with their with their car, like she got in the passenger seat and then he got in the driver's seat and they just the two of them drove to whatever location. That makes sense. It was normally some different car that wasn't theirs, so that it was like a, a it was cool a nice idea. car, like you know, the like the uh the aesthetic of the whole situation was preserved. Right. Um but, but I mean I guess you're right. I guess I never really thought about that. But if you just like if you have like some carriage and there's just some dude driving the carriage, you're just in the back. Like if there's no, <laughs> if there's no completely opaque screen between you, then you're just kind of like holding hands, waiting to be alone. Just kind of like, yep. Yeah. That is yeah. immensely, mm-hmm. especially how awkward the day is for the groom and bride in general. It is, it is from what I've heard from other people who have had weddings, it is immensely awkward. All you do is go around and say hi, thank you for coming, and, uh-huh. and let me get my gift from you. And, and then you hear the glass being dinged. You're like, ah, oh, we're kissing again. They're forcing us to. Ah, right? woohoo! Like you know what I mean? Like it is so awkward, and it's so much of people going, hee 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 hee. They're gonna have <laughs> sex. Like they haven't already. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you can like I don't know. So in my in my ideal wedding, we've already done it, and everyone knows we've already done it. And we're just gonna have a party, and you we just can pass like, out on the couch. You just like post it on the banners across the. <laughs> hey guys, we've done it already. <laughs> hey guys, we already did it. This is just a ceremony. <laughs> I just talk with my hands up like this. Hey guys. Every time you make an announcement, the whole time you're doing your vows, oh, Lisa, <laughs> I will judge you. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this, but it's this. <laughs> um. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, that's kind of the, the, the thing for me. Like I, I, if they want like children to be a part of the ceremony, old people, like, and old people don't want to party anyway. So they, they normally say, hey, we're going to leave, you know, after when the reception's happening. Right. I would just have a bunch of people cooking some bomb food. I'd hire them, leave them in my house, whatever. And when we come back, 50 people will be in my house that are party animals. They want to play. They want to, oh, yeah. they want to throw, tie a few down. Play some video games, watch some movies. Smash, you know what I'm saying? Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Like, like, you know, watch some movies or like, you know, I don't know, like do something fun. Like, I feel like that'd be a good time rather than 
the pressure of being like, hi, you know, right. You, you know, uh, your uncle, wow, thank you for coming. Oh my god, <laughs> this place costs so much money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give me some, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, like that's that's to me it takes away a lot of the awkwardness. But the more people you invite, the more gifts you get, the less things you have to spend money on in your new joint home. That is something of the wedding that I think is often overlooked and very important. Like every wedding that I've gone to, besides my sisters, I don't think I got them anything substantial. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. My my when my sister got married recently <clears throat> last year, she was already fully adult, and and Jeff already lives in a house that's fully furnished. Like right. it's like, I don't think they had anything crazy on the registry. Hannah, on the other hand, was very young, and her betrothed was a marine, so it's like very you know you can tell there's going to be like tight quarters and stuff like that, you know. So I can imagine they had a registry that was full of stuff. A couple of my friends' weddings that I went to, though, I, I made sure to buy them something really, really nice because I know how that is, you know, yeah. being being in a um, a house with no, without anything. But I feel like that's often overlooked. You think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Just like the gifts in general. Yeah, I I don't I don't know because I've never been married, never been married, but I feel like people don't, like don't get the gifts for the bride and the groom. Maybe 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 I'm just being stupid. I mean my uh my weddings. Um, the weddings that I've been to, that was, I mean, I've, it was the, it was the normal part of the wedding. You got an invitation and somewhere in the invitation, it was like, you know, also here's our registry, da, 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 you know, pans, knives, bunch of kitchen stuff, bunch of, you know, bathroom stuff. Um, but they were like, it wasn't like the gifts were a huge part, but it, it wasn't an understated thing either. It was right. just, you know, here's the. This is just a normal part of weddings. It's it's gifts, you know. And so I I got my cousin something off the registry. I wasn't able to for my first two cousins' weddings because they got married before I was ever even out of high school, and yeah. I had no money. Um, but my other two, I got them something. I think I yeah. know I got Dylan and Hallie something. I don't know if I got Jen anything. Yeah. So I I mean, if it's overlooked, it doesn't need to be overlooked. Hey, what's with the gravy boat? Why is that such like a a uh, wedding gift, gravy boat. I, yeah, what is with that? I don't know. You you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No. That is like the most like if if you asked anybody, what's the most stereotypical wedding gift? Eighty percent of those people would be like gravy boat. It's probably I have two guesses. It's probably a '70s thing. The '70s just being stupid, stupid, um, having like a stereotypical. I, okay. Hear me out though. Oh, capitalism. Draw it back to capitalism. <laughs> I was going but to you can't. I was going to try to, but I, I think it's often something people don't remember. So when when like when you're making roasts and you're making, you know, big feast for your family or whatever, you don't think to go to the store and buy a gravy boat. So maybe that's the reason why it's a gift. Hey, yeah, because you just you're gotta forget this. You'll so. need a gravy boat. You got you a ladle. You don't now. But then during the time of um, nuclear family, mom makes the meals all day, and you know, at Thanksgiving you're gonna you're gonna wonder where's my gravy boat, and you're gonna remember <laughs> your meemaw who got you that. You remember you remember your meemaw? Okay, like you know what I mean. That's the idea. I think it's uh, that's probably why it is. But other than that, we need to make a new one that people are gonna forget that they need it, but they're gonna want it. So what is it? What's the new gravy boat? 
Well, for, wow. for, the tw- for the 21st century. Right, of course. Because right? this is obviously, you don't really need a grade book. You can, ha- you can use a ladle. You can use right. whatever. Specifically, in both of our families' instances, I think. We definitely have a grade book in our house, but we don't ever use it. I don't think that we do, to be really? honest. I'm sure we do. I'm sure my mom has somewhere, someone buried in the garage. Have you ever seen our garage? You've been in our house a million times. Have you ever uh, looked in the garage? Maybe. A nightmare. An atrocious nightmare. It's a big, normal-sized garage. It could be like a two-car garage. But legitimately, there is not even room to walk because it is floor-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall boxes on boxes on boxes on boxes of stuff. Most of it meaningless. You know what's funny? I know you've been in my garage, right? Oh, yeah, many times. It's like a line of demarcation. Like... My yeah. dad's motorcycle comes in one lane, <laughs> and he has, like, a shelf and, like, an air compressor, and then, like, all of his tools are, like, in the corner, and, like, 85% of the rest of it is my mom's just... All her working. Like, all of her stuff. Like, just, like, disco balls and, like, cooking attire. And, and like, wood varnish. And yeah. wood varnish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, there's just so much stuff on that side of the garage. Like, my mom's like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go through it today, and she takes it all out, and then she, like... Puts in more boxes, and then she puts it back in the garage. Legitimately, for over 10 years, my mom would be like my, – my, my mom a million times per year will say something like, I'm going to go through that garage, and I'm going to go through some of the boxes and see what we need, what we don't, and you know, start trying to empty out that garage. Nuh-uh. It's just stacks of pictures. <laughs> it's, dude, I, I, you can't fathom the amount of boxes that are in my garage. It's insane. Yeah. And so much of it is like stuff from when we were all children from like ages two to four. Like we don't need most of that stuff. And whenever she thinks about that stuff, she's like, oh, but when y'all have kids, y'all are going to want it. My mom doesn't have an accent, but this is just the way I speak for older people. Yeah, At least that we it. do. Every time we talk about older people on the podcast, it's how we speak, and that's how we're going to keep it. What if they're from Boston? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, she, she's really like, y'all are going to want – you're going to be like, oh, kid shoes are so expensive. I want. I don't want to <laughs> buy – I'll have shoes for you because you hey, guys were two and four. Hey, hey little tyke. Here are these shoes from the early 2000s. Here are these shoes from the 90s. It has 19 Velcro straps on them. <laughs> but really, what is it? What is it? What is it that they think they'll need? What's the new Gribby boat? But that they'll always forget unless we give it to them at the wedding. Right. They're going to be like making Thanksgiving dinner or they're going to be making something like Christmas roast. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, what can I put this gravy in? But not gravy boat. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of phenomenon. Right. Like, what is it? I, I, maybe it's a sound bar for for a TV. Mm. Like you you walk past them all the time in Walmart and in Best Buy, but your TV has the find volume, right? Your TV can normally just put right. out volume, but like, ouch! That the hurt. sound bar is a game changer. The sound bar, and you a don't game know it till you have and it. You don't know it till you have it. That's a good one. Sound bar. That's a good one. 21st century gravy boat is the sound bar. <laughs> 21st century gravy boat is the sound bar. I love that quote. You know, I love that quote. Sometimes a sentence is said, and I think that's never been said in the history of people. That's, there's no way that's been said. But now it has been. Folks, that's why you're here. That's why you're here, to hear new sentences. All the sentences <laughs> up to this point have been said before by somebody, but that one was new. That one was new. Unique sentence in history. Maybe unique forever. 
except yeah. for when you guys repeat it because it's so hilarious. But it's, so great. it's it's a unique original idea sentence. No one will say that unless they're quoting this. Dude, I'm telling you, that's a great idea. Like like nobody uses gravy boats anymore, so now a sound bar is the new gravy boat. The problem is the gravy boat as a wedding gift is like, you know, gravy boats I know could be kind of expensive because you could get nice gravy boats and they'd be kind of pricey. But like it wasn't breaking the bank pricey. A sound bar kind of can be depending on the sound bar. Right. I, so get your rich uncle to give you the sound bar. Yeah, rich uncle. Like I, I think that though the gravy boat is a simple item that people can forget, I do feel like the sound bar could easily be its replacement, even though it is a bit more pricey. Right. Like just like the gravy boat, it's not something you go out of your way and buy. Because you need it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but when you're watching a movie at your house, you're going to need that sound bar. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I think, you know, we're on the topic of sound bars. I think whenever I'm older, what, whatever my living room situation is when we're watching movies, I want to also invest in having surround sound, you know, like one of those yeah. surround speakers in each high corner of the living room. That is so 90s, though. Do you like? Do you know how 90s that yes, is? Yes, but I want it so bad. Dude, I, I want it so bad, but it's so 90s. Like, it is... Because eventually those... At some point, I would think soon, if not already now, like, those could definitely be wireless that hook up to the sound that the TV is projecting. So you're not seeing wires going up the walls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they've got, they've got to already be a wireless. I would assume so. I've remember, never looked into it, but I want it. I remember being in Pennsylvania when they were setting up surround sound in the, in the living room. Right. And thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. And, and like it didn't sound that much better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, it was just so bad. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I've seen those ones now that have like light bars behind the TV yeah. where like you can like see the, the, the shadow. It's hard to explain. It's like a shadow effect on the wall that like you can see what's happening on the TV. Like, right. It kind of like mirrors what is happening, but with like an led display almost. So like if the Hulk was on screen, like it would turn green. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. On a, yeah. I think that's the new stereotypical what in 20 years the stereotypical wedding gift will be soundbar because you all listened to this and said yep that's a great idea jacob thank you very much unless in 20 years we've moved technology to a state where when you're watching a movie the sound is happening within your head so that there's no outer sound happening so if somebody else is doing something that's important they're not also hearing the movie but the people watching it are hearing the movie but they don't need headphones to hear the movie silently it would just be in our skull so then when we make Milk and Screams 2. <laughs> we're going to make a second podcast just because technology has changed. Right. We're going to make a Milk and Screams 2, rehash all the stuff we talked about, <laughs> and that's when we'll come up, with, come up with a new idea in 20 years. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Yes. So all this marriage talk begs the question, because we've, we've done a lot of hypotheticals. Do you think you'll ever get married? Me? Yes. I like to think... I will get married. Now, we asked this question to each other the other day. Who do you think is going to get married first, me or you? Mm -hmm. And I think you are going to get married first because I think, I hope, I will wait longer to get married. Right. Like in a relationship. I feel like I will wait much longer than probably you will to get married. I Definitely you probably would because um, we were talking about it. I would want to – 
assuming that you know once you start your relationship i would think within a a year and a half if it's you know really going well and it's just like you, you just know i've never had the experience of like that when you know you know type yeah. relationship yeah so assuming that i experience that and then understand the phenomena of when you know you know then probably within a year and a half not within a year and a half a year and a half roundabouts i would probably propose and then you know within a year of that the marriage would take place i i hope to have a relationship for two or three years because i think about it like this there's no one that i know in my life right now who i'm going to get married to absolutely not <laughs> so i would need to know that person for sorry anybody that's listening that definitely wanted to marry <laughs> jacob I, I i can't think of anybody off the top of my head like that i'm like they first want to marry me and i want to marry them as well right now that could change i'm not saying it's, it's out of the question now you made me reject my statement <laughs> regardless there's no one that I know right now. Got to cover your bases, man. <laughs> There's nobody that I know right now that I want to get married to. So it's going to be somebody new. Right. And I <clears> want to know that person very well before I even entertain the question. And I and I, I guarantee you by that point I will definitely know, yep, they're the guy. And at that point I, I imagine it will probably be three or four years from when I start – when I first meet them or maybe first start dating them. Do you think – what if they want to get engaged way before that? It is impossible to uh, say this is how it's going to happen because I don't know what's going to happen. I, I could meet this person and within a couple of months be like, yep, check on my boxes. I'm good. And, I, and I, I feel it and I know it. I'm like, yep, I can gamble on this and say – if they, if they're like, why are you here proposing me? Like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> That was not how I haven't me yet. <laughs> that was not how I planned for that voice to come out. It was perfect though. <laughs> Why you ever bummed me yet? Ninety percent of our podcasts are going oh. <laughs> It's either going oh, or going, Wow, you little <laughs> You little sweetheart, you thang. So really again it depends on her. Yeah, it depends on the person. Like, I don't know. Like, if 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 they really if they really want it, like, I'm I'm normally like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I, I'm not I'm not someone to be like, no. But <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> wait, you wait for me. But yeah, I, I feel like that's how it's gonna work out normally. Especially if I just I've literally like if I met them tomorrow and then the relationship just took place from there. It would take like three or four years before I felt like I was ready. Hmm. I think. Do you think? I don't really know how I'm framing the question here. Do you think it would take that long because you would want to go on a whole lot of different adventures with that person? Or just because you think it actually takes that long to really know a person? Or that's both? A, that's a good question. I think both. I think I would want to... I would want to see how this person acts on vacation. I would want to see how this person would interact with my with my family. Mm -hmm. I would want to see how this person would interact with yeah, the meeting the family part is always the that, I mean, that, that that that's that's kind of that's kind of a necessity depending on how much you value your family's opinion. Yeah, like 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 
I don't necessarily think they have to love my family and my family had to love them in order for me to be like, marry them. Like, right. I, like it's not necessarily like I know them better than they know them and vice versa. You know, I know my family better than they will know my family and I know them hopefully better than they, than, I, than my family knows them. Mm-hmm. So that part will, won't really bother me, but like, how will they interact with you? How will they interact? Like if they hate you, that's probably not going to work out. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, even, like I, cause I, you're going to end up living in my attic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with or without her. So <laughs> you got to get with the program. <laughs> Come down and just make your like, little slave. <laughs> Quasimodo. <laughs> Yeah, Quasimodo could have a wife. Yeah. I'd he doesn't okay. does the sequel. Yeah, see, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Gosh. So yeah. That's 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 how I think it's gonna happen. But we'll see. We'll see. You know what? It it uh we're kind of into that uh adult phase. Especially I know that I am. You're gonna be taking classes hopefully pretty soon here, so you you'll be in school for some amount of time, but um I'll be ending my master's program in the summer. And then after that, I'm in that phase of no longer being a student, you know? And then there's that. I, I remember seeing this tweet a couple of weeks ago. It said like, once like past the age of 23, you can't be quote unquote smart. Like you got to find something else to be like when you're in school, when you're like, this person is really smart. That's like a, wow, that person you know, like you know, not is cool, but is has some leg up on me in yeah. in the current stage of life that we're in. But then after after all this, being smart is just like oh, who cares? Like we've all got some sort of intelligence. We all made it to where where we are because of some sort of intelligence that led us somewhere. Find something else to be. I gotta find something else to be. Yeah, I I think that's an integral part of our development and i think it's different from our parents like i was thinking about quote unquote growing up because obviously the both of us especially have still not grown up right still very childish and we we like childish things childish movies childish and i say this in quotes right all these are in quotes like like obviously you know we don't watch like uh freaking you know the history channel (laughs) Yeah, but we also don't watch like you know Nihao Kailan, right? Like Elmo, like but like we like you know Disney movies, and like that's a lot of our culture too. Right. Like so, my my thing is like okay, you know, w- will this ever change? Will we ever grow out of that phase? Do do you think you will? That's a good. Co- I. It's such it's such a difficult question. Obviously, you can't know who you're gonna be, but yeah. I can't ever see myself Here here's the thing. I don't think I would hit an age where I decide this age is too large of a number I should start liking Disney less. You know? I don't think as many conversations with other people my age will end up hinging on the things we like about Disney. Yeah. But I won't like Disney less than I do now. It's so funny too because there are people much older than us that still really like childish things. People yeah. who go to comic book conventions, people who go to, you know, Disney World still in their thirties and they don't have kids. Like, is that abnormal? Is that bad? 
like should I try and enjoy other things? I, I think I, it's I think at some point in the past the answer to that was yes, that's bad as an opinion, you know, but I know I think we're kind of in a state where like say in 7 years you know, you would be 30 years old, maybe you're not married yet or in some you know, committed relationship and um well using the same example, some Marvel convention rolls into town and you want to go and just kind of see what pop-ups are there and see what new content is coming in Marvel with the books and maybe they've got a couple things about movies and such like would it be so terrible if you went to that no I don't think so um it might just looking from the outside if it was just you went to this thing alone that might just be a little depressing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but would it be so bad if like you and a couple buddies of you know your same age and or stage of life went to that no i don't think so me neither if it's i don't not, think it's, i don't think it's i mean i feel like as long as what you're enjoying and adulting in isn't you know hurting anybody yeah go ahead i i think that like there's this weird thing people have now of like policing things that people enjoy gatekeeping gatekeeping and i i tend to be I, I try not to be uh, a part of that. Now, if it's if it's something that seems very niche and people are like starting to like really gravitate towards it and enjoy mm-hmm. it and make it big, there is a part of me that's like, oh, this was my thing, right? And but I have to kind of exit that mi- that part of my mind to be like, okay, this person who made this thing or this this is what they wanted, right? <laughs> you know, they they probably didn't want. 50 people listening to this probably wanted a thousand, just like this podcast. Right. You know, like it would be great if it just blew up overnight and people started loving it. Um, but I'm sure there'd be people who, who would think like to themselves, wow, this, this conversation turns so fast. Um, like, you know, I want to keep this, you know. Small. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of obviously like Kingdom Hearts is my favorite video game of all time. And there's obviously a huge group of people that love that game, but that's where I'm in a kind of fortunate position because kind of my brain is also the same where like something kind of niche and that everyone's like, Oh, this thing. I'm like, oh, this is really cool that everybody's starting to love it. But also like it was kind of mine. Like I just got to enjoy it on my own without having had have having to have conversation with other people about it. Yeah. But if it's someone that also really loves it, like it's fun to have that huge conversation. But with kingdom hearts, there's a lot of people that love it, but no new people want to love it because it's too confusing. <laughs> yeah. so the fandom stays and I get to stay in my little bubble but you know with other things when it grows a lot you know it's like it's cool to see people come in but then it gets more um, the, the thing you the thing you always hate to happen is when something is kind of niche and then when a lot of people flood to it that niche thing starts to cater to the, the masses' audience. opinion and the masses' opinion has now skewed because of the new influx of people. So you know whether it be some some con- you know some content creator or just some you know some TV show they got super popular and then they started changing the way they portray the TV show that kind of thing. So it can get upsetting if the content itself changes, but you know I think you know it's important to just you know everyone have their thing. I don't know how we got here. Yeah, it's, it took just a like, yeah a U turn. Like because my 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 plan was to move on from there and be like, we're talking about. I'm going to go ahead and do it now. We were talking about marriage, 
And the thing that scares me about, you know, moving on from the stage of life and being a different kind of adult is also the fact that college is like the biggest point in your life where it's like, you know how when you end a relationship and they're like, ah, oh, there are other fish in the sea. College is the biggest sea you're going to be a part of. This is like the, this is like the easiest pickings uh, in terms of just how many options you have to try and find a relationship, which is terrifying. Like it's, you know, it gives, it gives you hope for like, you'll find, you might find someone in college. You're fairly likely to, but it's also terrifying. Cause it's like, wow, that's too many options. What if I make the wrong choice? You know, All what right. if there was someone else, which is a bad mindset to have, but it just, it, it's forced on you with the amount of people. And, um, I, I'm going, I'm assuming that when I end college, you know, here pretty soon, I don't think I'll be in a relationship by the end of it. So whenever I move on in life, like that, that pool of people that I could potentially have a relationship with shrinks right back down to, you know, whatever my work place is, or, you know, if I get plugged into a church, whatever that church is, but it's a much smaller scale than what's here. So that's even more terrifying that there's going to be less options for me in the future as I, you know, even find myself more. Like I'll get to know myself more and understand what I want more. And then as I understand more, I'll have, you know, less of le le less easy of a time yeah. in finding something, which is terrifying. <laughs> so there's a, there's, I know a lot of older people kind of are like, they get kind of scared about, you know, people getting in serious relationships, even in college or engaged in college, because, you know, it's still so young. But I think it's the perfect I think it's the perfect time to get into a committed relationship. Not, it's the perfect beginning of the time of your life where you should start getting into serious committed relationships that might end in marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, um So it's. You know, it's it's a little terrifying that that's fleeting away from me more and more because this is my sixth year of college. Obviously, I did two years back home, but like this is my sixth year of college. Yeah, it just kind of flew by me. Yeah, I you know, I agree. I agree. So it's a scary thing, but um, obviously, I'm. This is this is all from the fact of Colin and Coral getting engaged. And speaking could of, could not be happier. Congratulations, you guys! Pretty much inspired this entire episode. Yeah, so congratulations for both of those reasons. Yes, because you inspired an episode of a podcast that is honestly really cool. I think top five, right? If I if I look on let's the let's take a look on the the on the, the interwebs. Yeah, top five. Top five. Yeah, top five podcasts. Guys, congratulations on top five podcasts. Um, top five podcasts. Um, uh, excuse me. Colin's mom was really sweet last night. They were, uh, all the parents were like, you know, going around saying little things, and um, Colin's mom was like, I, my whole life, I've always thought that I've been one of the most blessed people on earth because to have such an amazing son and amazing daughter, and and she says, and now I don't understand why I get to be so blessed now to have you as a daughter-in-law because I can't think of any, like, she's like, there's, I can't think of any person that could probably exist that'd be more perfect for Colin that I would love to have more as a daughter-in-law than you. And then, you know, some people cried and I was like, man, 
break my crying streak. I haven't cried in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it now, but dang, <laughs> that was so dang, pretty. No. That was so sweet. Um, so yeah, just last night, everyone was being so sweet, especially the parents. And it was a, it was really nice. That's awesome. And everyone was, everyone was dressed perfectly for fall. Everyone was, everyone was just banging hot last night. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Everyone was just smoking. Everyone was looking good last night. If Colin was single, <laughs> he's but not anymore. I hugged, I hugged, I hugged him as I left, and he said, "Just because I'm marrying her doesn't mean I can't still love you." <laughs> I was like, "Good, I needed to hear that at least once before I, I left." I hear that with your croaky voice. <laughs> That's super sweet. Um, I think it's about time to wrap it up, man. Huh? What do you think? Anything uh, you want to hash would out? Say so, no, I think. I think that's all I had to say on the matter. Just that, you know, marriage is great and I'm terrified. Marriage is great and I'm terrified. And the 21st century gravy boat is the sound yeah. bar. Sound bar that's is gravy boat of the 21st century. I forget which way we said yeah. it, but that's what it is, that's folks. That's the sentiment. If, ever, if you take one thing away from this podcast, from this episode specifically, don't take away that 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 marriage is, you know— Marriage has to be a big ceremony. Marriage can be whatever you want it to be for a party. Don't take away that, you know, relationships uh, can be tough, but it's worth it. Don't I don't know if we even said that, but it's true. Don't take anything away about relationships. Take away <laughs> that the sound bar is the gravy boat of the 21st century. I just see some panicked uh, mom in the 2030s trying her best to pour gravy into a sound bar. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand. I listen to Milk and Screech. I advice. Yeah, because in 2030, there still exists those Facebook posts where it's just like one color and some text from like people that post when they're 50 years old. And she read the quote and she was like, I know what this means. And she's pouring gravy in her sound bar. She's like, wait, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>